The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with New York Times bestselling author, motivational speaker, and celebrity dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman. Hey, Dr. Bill here with an amazing Meet the Mentor. This one I actually love and have loved for a long time, over 10 years now. And I'll tell you about her in just a second. So for those of you who want to know what this is all about, if you've never seen it before, we run an amazing program, like the number one motivational leadership program in the world for students 15 to 25 plus at UCLA every year. It's called LEAP. And LEAP will be July 19th to the 25th at the beautiful UCLA campus this year, where we will have amazing speakers. In the past, Anthony Hopkins, uh, Paula Abdul, Usher, uh, Michael Strahan, Apollo Ono, Mayor Eric Garcetti, Kathy Bates, uh, Jonathan Bennett, and on and on and on and on and on. The program culminates in something we call a mentor workshop. And at that mentor workshop, you actually get to sit and talk to different mentors about their career, their profession, their life, their challenges, how they overcame them. It's pretty amazing. It's kind of like speed dating, um, but all career-based. And we rotate every 30 minutes. In addition to that, I want to announce that we are getting ready for our next Leap Gala, which will be April 29th at the Jim Henson Studios. That's where the Muppets were born. And there will be a surprise little green frog there <laughs> to <laughs> entertain you. We also have great news because Kirsty from Pentatonics, the female singer in the group of five, will be singing and performing at the gala. So if you love Pentatonics and you love her, or you just love Leap, or you just want to give love to some students that really need to go to a good program like Leap, Please come to our gala. You can go to our website and sign up now. And now, meet the mentor. Candice is the founder of Spotlight Group Agency, a well-known PR-driven communications agency specializing in health and beauty industry. For the last 15 years, she's represented and positioned medical experts as key opinion leaders, KOLs, in their respective fields, work with national and international men and women's beauty brands, launched a medical aesthetics treatment in the cosmetic industry. She's also recognized her ability to effectively tell client stories and generate exceptional media exposure, which she has done for me because I've worked with Candace for over 10 years now. How did it start? How'd you get into PR in the beginning? Well, I actually studied PR and journalism in college. So I was one of the lucky ones that just kind of fell in my lap. Um, I had an older brother who was in the journalism department and was five years older than me. So I was still in high school, kind of wondering what I want to be when I grow up. And that phase when college counselors are like, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? What's your major going to be? And applying to colleges. And one day he came home and he was like, there's something called public relations. That's a perfect fit for your personality. You should really look into it. And from there, once I applied to college, I did my first internship in PR just to kind of see if this is really what I want to do. And where'd you do that? I did that at Warren Cowan and Associates. It was an entertainment PR firm. Um, and Warren Cowan was like 
the godfather of PR at the time. He's since passed. Um, and I got, I was lucky. I got some real hands-on experience getting in the trenches and writing pitches and securing, um, media while I was in college, like as an intern, it was super exciting. And I was fascinated, not just by the whole entertainment industry, like being in my, you know, early twenties, but fascinated with the fact that I was behind the scenes creating stories in articles, working with writers, people were reading those articles and they had no idea that I was a part of it. So uh, for, for people that don't know what PR is or what it does, and I know it's evolved a lot because back when you first started, there were probably no cell phones or social social media media, or anything, but so it's really evolved. But I remember when I was practicing dentistry, like in the very early, early days, a woman that I went to high school with was a publicist and Cole called me and said, Hey, do you want me to be your publicist? I'm like, what's a publicist? What's that? I mean, maybe you can tell because there's students out there that really have no idea what is a publicist. Yeah. PR and publicity and a publicist is somebody who's responsible for generating earned media for a client, a person, a product, a brand. It's basically the middle person between that company and media. So that could be television, digital, like the dot-coms, print magazines and newspapers, radio, podcasts, like what we're doing now. Um, Anyone who is responsible for getting that brand exposure in media, it's highly credible as opposed to if you're marketing and you're developing an ad that goes in that magazine, you pay for that spot. In PR, you don't pay for the spot, but you are creating story ideas that encourage writers and editors and producers to talk to your clients, interview them, have them be part of stories they're working on or generate those story ideas. And in turn, it gives the client exposure and elevates their brand. So it's designed to build brand. Yeah. I mean, basically, if there's a doctor or a dentist or a poly or anybody that you see a lot of media about, chances are it doesn't just happen. Chances are they have a publicist. In fact, anytime I get contacted for anything, it's through Candace because there's a site where people can go and see, you know, who my publicist is and they contact me. When I first started my practice, Susan Hartzler, who I went to high school with, came up to me and said, look, you need PR. And I'm like, I do? Like, why? Well, she had contacts with different newspapers and magazines or whatever that I obviously didn't have. And within the first two months of working with her, she got me listed as the best dentist in LA. And it was pretty awesome. It was LA magazine. They literally sent people to my office to be patients and experience it. And then they said, yeah, this is awesome. And they listed me that little mention in that magazine at that time. And this was back like 1990-ish, converted to over $100,000 in referrals that month, which was huge. Huge. And you're you're really ahead of your time because not just was PR kind of an unknown and working with publicists, but especially in the medical field, doctors, experts, they were 
one of the last to catch on to it. So. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. When we first started doing this, there were a lot of doctors that actually thought it was unethical. Well, I read through all the bylaws from the American Dental Association. There's nothing in there that said it was unethical. Yeah. They just didn't feel comfortable doing it until they saw me doing it with yeah. Candace, and then they all wanted to do it. And it's tremendous because it's an opportunity, you know, as a doctor, as an expert, or even a brand, it's an opportunity to really educate the but public, yeah, educate you know, those readers and viewers. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, when you decide to work with a publicist and you want to send out a message, what's your message going to be? You know, for me, it wasn't like I'm selling this and I'm that was not a good message. As a doctor, my message always was educate, 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 educate the public, teach them what's available. If they want to do it, great, come to me and I can help you do it. But if you focus on education, I think that's going to be something that will be embraced much more by the public. Yeah. There's a, I remember when I started PR still kind of had a bad rep. People would call publicists spin doctors. It was the term that was coined used to bother me so much. And I remember when I, when I got into it and it, I was like, this is going to be my industry. This is what I'm going to do. I vowed never to spin anything. I wanted to always bring the truth and make sure that I'm telling the story and telling it how it is, but using that cornerstone of education and almost everything that I do. And it's like people reading or watching these articles or these segments don't know how cool. Like I'm sure people don't know this. I'm sure people don't know that right. they'd want to know. They'd want to learn and using it through that. So you're really ahead of your time, Dr. Bell. Well, thanks. You were there with me. <laughs> um, so you, you did this internship while you were in college. You yeah. graduate college. First job was? First job was a super small boutique agency. This woman worked out of her home, um, but she did restaurant lifestyle PR and um, a corporate company called CarMax, you know, the car. Yeah, they sell you know, used cars. And so that was my first experience out of college, which was awesome because it was such a small agency that, again, I got real hands-on experience. It wasn't like I had to work but, my way But up. tell them exactly what you were doing because it, it's kind of a, a big cloud. I mean, I, I mean, I think people get the fact that you need a publicist, but like what were you actually doing on a day-to-day -day basis to so, generate PR for your clients? So one of the things I get asked when I do the mentor roundtable at Leap, when the students come to the table and they ask, which I love, I look forward to this every year, um, is what does an average day look like for you? And the thing I love about PR is that no two days are the same. It's my favorite things. Every day is something different. I'm working on something different or trying to push a strategy, develop strategy. So at this first job, what my days looked like were creating media lists. I was looking for writers and editors. So at the time I was working with restaurants. So I was looking for food writers and food editors, um, trying to figure out how we could get these position, these chefs as personalities. That was also something very new for the time. Um, and just working, I had, we had one spy worked with. So wait, so you were finding people to write about the restaurants, right? but then you need to get what they write into. So what I would do is I'd create the story. So let's say it was a seasonal story and asparagus was in season. So we'd work with the chef. What's your menu coming up? Oh, there's something with asparagus. That's a seasonal item. And then we talk to the food writers. We'd invite them to the restaurant. They'd come and sit down. They'd experience it and they'd be able to write about it firsthand. So our stories were either seasonal. They were about the chef and the 
you know, the reputation the chef had. They were about maybe a like a drink because it was, you know, the restaurant has a bar and it's a mixologist. So it, as a publicist, you're looking for all the different types of stories and reasons why someone would want to talk to your client or go to that business or use the product. So for us, it was food, the chef, the restaurant. Maybe there was something new. Maybe we hosted an event and actually invited a number of writers to the table. We did that often. Um, a number of writers to the table to uh, experience the food and get a feel for what the ambiance was like and then go back and write about it. Cool. And I mean, we talked a little bit about this at the beginning, but when you first started in PR, whole different world out there, right? Whole different world out so there. So maybe you can talk about, you know, how it's changed and what some of your newer challenges are. So they're, they're pros and cons. They're, you know, to our advantage, but also to our challenge. So when PR first started, it was, uh, we still printed press press packets. I know. And, I mean, we were in magazines kits. all the time. Yeah. Well, so we had a number of things. We, we printed press kits, which don't exist anymore. They're now called EPKs, electronic press kits. It's all done digitally um, and graphically. We pushed magazines and tried so, to get in. Hold on one second. So EPK is, so Candace creates an electronic press kit for me. So basically if a TV show or a magazine or whatever says, you know, send us information on Dr. Bill, she has a whole thing about with my bio and with photos and with past, past articles. articles and past TV appearance. And it's basically a whole press kit. Like a little collection that just talks about who you are and represents who you are and the wide range of things you can talk about and you've been featured in. Um, and it's designed to show the caliber of media that's covered you the digital version of that or the TV version of that is called a reel. So where that's where you take segments of, of television clips that your clients has, has done and then piece them together into like a two minute. And reel. that goes in the EPK also. That can go in the EPK also. Um, back when I first started, magazines were huge. Unfortunately, since then, it's been really sad because so many major magazines have folded. Glamour is no longer in print. Teen Vogue has folded. Um, there's been... I don't miss that one. No. <laughs> there, there's been mer there's been so many mergers of publications and people... Uh, People in the print and media world have gone more digital. They've gone to the dot coms. And that's because for them, their advertisers are seeing the benefit of digital media. Even for press, we've noticed, you know, working with brands, we've definitely noticed the shift when we do digital PR, when they're getting mentions on the dot coms, those publications will hyperlink back to the website. And what happens? Your consumers are reading the story. They're like, oh, that teeth whitening product or that, mm. uh, skincare product looks interesting, click, goes right to the website and they become a consumer. They can purchase right there. So it's almost a direct to purchase people, brands and companies see a spike in sales. Um, so there's just been so many shifts. Social media is a huge shift um, that's happened in the world of PR. There is now something I call social PR, which is um, th these media publications in the same way they have beauty editors. So let's say Allure has a beauty editor. Um, they also have a social media editor and they might even fa in fact have a Instagram editor and a Snapchat editor. So they're very specific and they're developing content too. They're constantly looking for things to talk about. So we've worked with them in the past to have our clients do Instagram takeovers or send them products and have them feature it. It's just another outlet. There's just so many places now where people can talk and be interviewed and promote what they're doing and what they have. That's awesome. 
Okay, let's go back a little bit more. So you did your internship. I did my internship. You went into your first job. Yeah. And then let's kind of go through your career, like where you went and then how you got to where you are now. Well, I feel like I kind of have a unique story because most people will have a few jobs and be a little later in life when they start their own company. I was fortunate enough to do that younger. So after my first job, I decided to go out on my own and I had a little bit of experience in a lot of different places, a little entertainment, a little lifestyle and restaurants. My favorite though was I worked with one doctor during my internship and I had one spa during my first job. And those were probably my favorite clients. Um, I found the field of medicine, no matter what doctor I talked to, really fascinating. And I asked a lot of questions when I talked to those guys. That was my, in, in, internally, that was my my odometer for like, this is what I'm passionate about. Wait, I asked and you questions. even married a doctor. I did. That was, that was not on purpose. Though. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's great though, you know, because, you know, when you go into business and no matter what field you're in, if you can really find a niche in that business, like I do cosmetic dentistry, yeah. you know, Candace is a publicist who likes working with doctors. And for me as a client, it was really comforting with her because one of the publicists who will remain nameless along the way worked with me and, you know, she didn't realize HIPAA like patient confidentiality. So all of a sudden I walk into this interview. She's like, yeah. And Dr. Bill treats Boom and boom. I'm like, oh, you can't say that. I mean, these are like major, major celebrities that did not give me a release to use their names. And I was like, I was dying. I was like literally sweating bullets, you know. But, you know, when I work with Candace, it's a whole different caliber because she understands our field. She knows, you know, what's okay and what's not okay. And it really made it so seamless. And in fact, not only does Candace position me for for print and for, you know, for features and on TV. TV and this and that and the other thing. But every time I walk a red carpet, she comes with me. Why? I'm not Brad Pitt. You know, like I don't stand up there and everybody knows who I am. I need her to stand there and say, okay, this is Dr. Bill from the doctors. And, da, da, da. and you know, any, anytime I make a TV appearance, I have her there with me because sometimes you're in a studio and stuff goes wrong. I mean, yeah. there was you a, never be in a very in awkward popular position. show that I was on and things were not laying out very well. And I didn't want to be the bad guy. And I'm be. like, Candace, get over here. And she's like, boom, boom, boom. And just kind of solved everything. So where your company is now yeah. is awesome. Where's it going to go? Well, we've had great success with our clients. And so I think what the future looks like it's holding is more partnerships instead of just representing those brands is doing a little bit partnership deals and working with them in that capacity, um, which is really exciting and the opportunity to still grow. And in the same way that I loved educating myself when I worked with doctors and learning about HIPAA, what they can and can't say, and not just about the doctors, but their practice, how their practice worked and what the, what the structure was and who to talk to, to make appointments happen or get a media in for experiences. Um, the same way working with bigger brands in this like aesthetic medical category, um, learning about regulations and FDAs and what you can and can't do and can and can't say. So I love the fact that I'm constantly learning and expanding that and being able to work with clients that also have social impact is a big deal for me. 
If you're a student watching this and you feel like, you know, PR is your calling. I hope it is. First of all, what what should they do like while they're in school Ah. to prepare? Okay. So this is also my favorite question because I'm really passionate about this. Some of it I was fortunate enough to do like an internship, but others I learned along the way in college and from my own mentor who I still have and have picked up more. So definitely start with an internship. You want to, so PR spans a number of different industries, entertainment, fashion, health and beauty, tech. So think of something, an industry that you're passionate about, find a company that does that um, and apply for an internship. And I always tell our interns that I require a minimum of three months, at least two days a week, because anything less than that, you're not getting experience. You're not getting that hands-on experience that you should get. That's really going to help you. So in those internships, and it's not just about doing them, it's about looking at the people in the company, the lifestyle that they have, how do they treat each other, look at company culture. That's going to tell you later on when you graduate college what kind of company you want to be a part of. Do you want to be part of a corporate company or a small agency, a startup? Um, it, look at, and if you're lucky enough, you'll find mentors in those companies. The other thing that I recommend is doing informational interviews. Find people that do what you think you want to do. And reach out to them and ask them for maybe 15 to 20 minutes of their time. Most people you'll be surprised are totally willing to talk about themselves and more than willing to give that time and come prepared. You buy them coffee or buy them lunch, come to their office, whatever's convenient for them and come prepared with your list of questions and ask them how everything you're asking me, how did you get to come to leap and do it there and ask Candace. I love, I really look forward to it every year. I'm so excited. I'm going to ask you a personal question because this is something I've never discussed with you, but I've always been in awe. No, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, but in a good way, you are a very successful publicist and a mom. And you really balance both really well. And for, you know, a lot of people out there that want to have kids, you know, I want them to know, A, there's hope. You can have like a full-time real job and have kids. How do you do it? First of all, I And I know your husband is like a full-time doctor and like is not in charge of the childcare part. So it's pretty much your responsibility. How do you do it all? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for saying that and bringing that up. But I've seen it firsthand. I really appreciate that. Um, It takes a village. It just takes a village. I have a very type A personality where I want to do everything and I want to be in control. And I learned very early on that if when I had kid, when I had my first kid and I worked, that's not going to work if you want to do it all. You've got to be able to delegate and find good people in place. So that's what I've done. I mean, I rely heavily on a, I feel like a network of people who can do pickups and drop offs and after school activities. And I enlist now that my kids are a little older, I, my mom really helps with homeworks and, and doing projects with the kids. And, um, I make time, you know, at night to have quality time and the weekends are very sacred for me with the kids. Um, my husband also has a really unique schedule because he's got weeks where he's off and he doesn't work at all. He doesn't have to check in. He's not, you know, and so the kids are now at school for a big chunk of the day and he can do pickups and drop offs like this week he's doing it, which is super helpful. So I actually manage a lot of calendars and schedules and it's all about being organized and disciplined and, maximizing time. No, I like, it does take a village. It, it does. takes a village. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, I'm lucky enough to have surrounded myself with a good, a good team. I know you've talked about that a lot early on when we first met, 
I knew you had a village too, like your own team of people that help and they all have their own unique roles. And that's, you know, slowly what I've done. And as my kids grow up, their needs change. Um, and you know, I always try to, those are adjustment periods and you just adjust to it. Yeah. Good, good, good answer. Um, and I have mentors that have, that have it all too. They have kids and really successful seven figure businesses. And so it's constantly an evolution and a learning curve. I am by no means saying I figured it out, but constantly trying to. All right. Last thing. If any of my students want to contact you, what's the best way? Oh, email would be the best way. And that's Candice, C-A-N-D-I-S at spotlightgroup.agency. All right. If you haven't signed up for Leap yet, do it. Now. Because we are going to have an amazing year. Candice will be there again. This will be her 13th year as a mentor there. We have some amazing people coming to speak. We're super excited about the gala. So please go on our website, sign up now, bring your parents, bring your friends. It will be an amazing evening and Kirstie's going to sing for us. And with that, Dr. Bill, over and out. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Leap Foundation, on Instagram at Leap Foundation, and on Twitter at Leap Los Angeles. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.